the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. It's four o'clock. That means Paula is in the house. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the Word to Stand Up for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions. Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. And today, ladies, especially for you, Paula is here. So anything that you want to ask her, all you have to do is to provide the phone call. 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app to sit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. <coughs> Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much. You know what day it is, right? It's a day and a wake up before joy of Jesus. <laughs> I walked into the sanctuary today and they were um, unpacking our... I think somebody just said 800 or so Joy of Jesus t-shirts for our people that are going to be down there. Ooh, mm-hmm. they are very, very orange. One of my favorite colors. I haven't no, seen this it is yet. Not, this is beyond my favorite color. This is, remember we were watching the Tennessee-Alabama football game? Yeah. And, and it was a very orange stadium? Uh-huh. This is more orange than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody misses us, they are completely blind. Yeah, because I think they're, just the hue that I heard that came from them would uh, warm up people. So it's going to be fun. Well, we do that so it's easy to identify who's with us mm-hmm. and who we're ministering to. Yeah. And if we need somebody, all we got to do is say, hey, go find somebody with an orange <laughs> shirt. And you won't be able not to find somebody with an orange shirt. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Joe Jesus for a little bit before you get started on, on what's on your heart, Paula. But we've got uh, Joy of Jesus. <laughs> oh, what's it? There's 925-plus wow. shirts. Okay. So if nobody else shows up. we got a 1,000 people there. <laughs> We're going to warm up that park. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, this is, I think we counted them down today. This is our 24th, Joy of Jesus. We didn't do one our very first year here because there were only six or seven <laughs> up in the church. Yeah. And um, we we were prohibited from doing um, Joy of Jesus the last two years. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID and the mm-hmm. restrictions, um, and boy, everybody, as indicated by the number of people getting shirts, wow. everybody's excited about yeah. going back downtown and, and ministering. Um, reflect a little bit on Joy of Jesus, our history, what it means to you, and and what you're most looking forward to. What ministries you like the best? Just, I'll you just take the next fifty five minutes and talk. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 asking me a question like somebody asks you a question. You know I need three months to go in and prepare, get me a list ready. But I'll do what I can do, you know. So, joy of Jesus. Um, 
again, we don't get anything from this. This is the, the coolest thing. I mean, I think we've had a maybe a dozen people over the years. I don't know who. One guy in particular rode his bike. His new bike. He got his new bike. New bike. <laughs> he rode it. He took via bus to a location, and then he rode his bike from there to here for a little while. But that gets to be old yeah. real quick, you know, and then it gets cold. And But so going because this we give everything away for free here you know and that's how it's been from the beginning and that's what god said and so going down to travis park we're giving everything away for free with absolutely no return on the investment as far as a worldly perspective mm-hmm. you know it's not like oh we're going to Go down there. We're advertising. Come to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. No, yeah, not that at all. We're like Abraham. We're looking for heavenly dividends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just doing what the Lord says. Yeah, you know what I like about the, the best way I can describe this. It's just a day to be super kind. Yeah. We just want to be kind to people. Yeah. And God has so blessed the ministry, and our people get just overwhelmed mm-hmm. that God is using me. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for me. I think our biggest return on the investment, Paula, is um, our people get to experience what it's like to be used by God. Yeah. And and I always say that once you taste that, you never want to celebrate mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. The, a lot of people go down there. I mean, one year in particular, the worship team, because uh, it, there was threats of rain and stuff, so we didn't put up the electric equipment. So the worship team really didn't do what we are called to do, except that the Lord knows what he's doing at all times because he knows stuff, you know. And so instead of us singing that year, there were people that we got to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, go to one-on-one and talk to and pray with and sit down and eat with them and find out their stories and let them ask us questions, which is a little bit at that time um, out of my comfort zone, you know, Um I can talk to people, but I'm way more comfortable talking to them in my kind of um, sphere of influence here at the church at H-E-B. You know, that's my my ministry. Um, But not downtown with a bunch of strangers. But gifts were discovered that day, you know. Um, You know, I can listen and say, okay, Lord, give me a word of knowledge for this person or that person or what do you want me to pray about? You know, should I say anything at all or just can I give you a hug kind of a thing or give them a smile and get in line with them and just kind of talk? But, um, yeah, that was that was a stretch for me, especially in those early days. Um, and that was, I don't know, that was like one in the top five years that we had we were doing this. So it was really kind of strange for me but yeah gifts are discovered people are out there yeah let's take a break we, okay. we got it looks like somebody calling from phoenix oh, arizona okay so rather than keep them on the line let's go to patty on line one from phoenix patty thank you for calling you're on the air my pleasure um my question is um the god gave the israelites in the desert manna and um water and um birds what what did the animals get to survive? How did they feed the animals? How did they get the wine? How, how, where did all that come from? Um, the, the wine. Tell me about wine. Where did you see wine? Well, wine is in the tabernacle. And don't they, didn't they um, carry that around with them? You know, a, a portable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I know. I I know they plundered Egypt, Patty, uh, and we don't know. We don't have an exhaustive list of 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 uh, stuff they brought out of Egypt. It's certainly wealth, and I'm sure they brought some other things. But the focus of the story is on the two primary things: the things that they immediately, uh, you'll recall, Needed. thought that they were. I'm going to die out here. Are we? We'd be better off in Egypt. At least in Egypt, we had all this right. food. And of course, the food they ate in Phoenix. 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 <laughs> the food they left in, in Egypt was slop, and uh, so so the 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 water that came from the rock, uh, and then the manna that came from heaven, 
that didn't stop until they entered Canaan, I think is the focus of the story. And uh, I'm, I'm certain that in the wilderness, it th- there would certainly be grazing land, that there would be um, um, other other sources of of uh, food for for the animals and things, but yeah, worms yeah. and all that kind of stuff. The Lord yeah. provided. But I I just be guessing, Patty, because mm-hmm. we we don't really have any information about that. Uh, Patty, Patty, yes, I'd be interested. Yes. Why why that question? I it just I just now or just a couple of days ago thought of it. And I went back and looked in my Bible, and I couldn't find anything except for the manna and the water. And I just thought, wow, how did they make food offerings, grain offerings, cows, um, goats, lamb, birds? You know, how did they do that? And they did a lot of it. Yeah, I, th- I think Patty, the 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 thing we need, and 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 maybe I'm just overlooking it, but I don't I don't remember any wine at all, not in the tabernacle or anything else. I'd have to go back and and review that. But off the top of my head, I don't uh, remember any wine or anything like that. Now we also remember that that the the Jewish customs, uh, the feasts, the things like that, none of those things were celebrated during the forty year exodus in the wilderness. Um, the circumcision that that hadn't been done uh, as babies were born, so um, it was just something. Um, you know, it was just day to day existence, and I think because of their unbelief, it was meant to be harsh. It was meant to be tar- trying and testing. In fact, in Deuteronomy and Numbers, both we read that um, um, God tested them to see what was in their hearts. Now He knew, of course, what was in their hearts. But they found out what was in their hearts. So I think that's the primary thing, Pat, Patty, is is that, that uh, the wilderness was harsh uh, and the Jewish festivals and feasts and things like that uh, simply didn't, didn't, uh, did not continue. So I don't think there was any wine. I don't think uh, there was any celebrations in the tabernacle. The only thing, in fact, in the tabernacle we see... Uh, with any explanation as Moses going up and coming out with a shining face. Even Joshua was kept outside the tabernacle uh, while he waited for Moses. But but it wasn't life, Jewish life, as normal uh, for that 400 years in Egypt and, um, um, uh, and then in the 40 years of wilderness. Um, um, it was just them surviving. And when they fashioned the golden calf when Moses was on the mountain getting the uh, the, the Ten Commandments from the Lord. Um, it was just um, the, 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 the rabble, remember that it says some rabble, some unbelievers, non-Jews went with them and they just decided that we're going to, we're going to fashion our own God and, and, uh, and, and we know they partied there, but it doesn't give us any detail about what it was. Patty, I'm going to check that out, though, because I, I appreciate the, the curiosity and the question very, very much. Uh, what's the weather like in Phoenix, Patty? Oh, my gosh, it's hot. And I'm, I don't live here. I am house-sitting and dog-sitting for a couple, uh, very nice couple of friends of ours. And um, I live in Oregon. So, Ooh, um, that's a big change. <laughs> it is a big change. But you know what? It has been probably in the 80s in Oregon since May. Yeah. And it's okay. eighty something today, mm-hmm. so we have been having warm weather. <laughs> well, we Paul and I lived in Phoenix for twelve years, and we loved the desert and we loved the heat. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm in San Antonio. But if God would have said, "Okay, you can go wherever you want," Paul and I, we would have chosen Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But That's how much we love. Oh. But San Antonio, don't get your feelings hurt. We love it here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, got uh, here. I mean. It's like you don't want to wear any clothes, and I want to be fully clothed from Mm-mm. chin to toe. And, uh, yeah, so the heat, I don't, I don't know that I could live here. Well, Patty, just think of this. I'm always looking for something positive. No mosquitoes. Oh, no, they do have mosquitoes. <gasps> really? They didn't in used Phoenix to have now? mosquitoes in Phoenix. Yes, they have mosquitoes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I killed twice, two of them, yeah. Okay. Well, well, have a great rest of your trip. God bless you. Thank you for okay. calling. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh-huh. Let's go to Cibolo. Okay, bye, let's bye, go Betty. to Cibolo, and Brenda is online, too. Brenda, thanks for calling. You're on the air. 
Okay. Hi, Pastor Ryan. Hi. I have a question um, about deaconesses, the female version of a deacon. Uh-huh. Deaconesses. Yes. Are they in the Bible? Yes. And is that for today as well? Yes. Um, um, Brenda, I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thank you, Brenda. Uh, okay. Yes, the, the, it's in the Bible, and it is to, for today as well. They're, the the deaconesses. Now, remember, the word simply means servant. It's it's the word we get our English word minister from. And uh, deaconesses um, had the same responsibility as men who were deacons, but they were just servants. It was, um, it wasn't like an office. What we've done to it for today is we've taken deacons, and uh, especially in some of our denominational churches, and in particular Baptist Southern Baptist churches, um, we we have boards of deacons and stuff like that. And I think that misses the point. Um, um, uh, but, but yes, women are, um, entitled to, uh, pursue their, the use of the gifts of the spirit that God has given to them, um, in any way that, that, uh, that the Lord leads. And there is no prohibition against women being deaconesses in the church. But in the early church, Brenda, they also had prophetesses. Uh, Philip had four daughters who were prophets and, um, you know the idea that the the early church was was anti-woman. Um, you know, women never had any standing in the ancient world until Jesus gave them that standing. And um, um, you know, people say, "Well, women are supposed to stay silent in church." That misses the whole context of the passage. Uh, women were prophets, and I love the fact that Philip, who was a faithful servant, a deacon from Acts chapter six. Um, um, he had four daughters who followed in his footsteps and then exceeded uh, their role as deaconesses and became prophetesses as well, uh, speaking forth the very word of God. And they didn't have a Bible in the ancient uh, world, in, in the early church. So so God spoke to them in the, through prophets, prophets and prophetesses, and um, they had they were very important uh, to the growth and the foundation of the church. Ephesians chapter two says that uh, apostles and prophets, New Testament prophets, were the foundation of the church. Now there are no longer any prophets. Um, we've got the the canon of scripture that they did not have, but um, the, they were prophetesses, and uh, women had the opportunity to use their gifts. Thank you very, very much. <clears throat> Good start. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, where where were you? We were we're, talking about joy of Jesus. Mm-hmm, we were talking about joy of Jesus and how cool it is, and everybody should come. And um, so, and and what I get to participate in, because um, you asked my mine, um, I'll be, I'll be on the worship team, and then I'm, well, Lord willing, <laughs> you know, because. I'm 70, and today is one day, but Saturday's another day, and I got rehearsal again tomorrow. But I'll be dancing with the Calvary Kids Vacation Bible School Troop, Lord willing, like I said. So um, it should be fun. But I want to um, invite as many people as possible. I don't know. It might be standing room only because this is a really exciting time for our church. But tomorrow night, Pastor Ron, you said you're bringing a, a special message about Joy of Jesus, right? Yeah. Are we going to have like video showing some stuff? Or no, what? I'm just going to talk. Oh, okay, you're stuck with me. I'm, I'm going to come here no matter <laughs> what. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled about it, but I didn't know if, if we were showing for the people who've never been to one, and that we got a lot of people for at our church, you know, because God in the last two years have been bringing people from other states, other cities, other churches um, to this little tacky church, and they've not ever been to a Jew of Jesus. Yeah, and that's why I want to talk to him about. It. I want to just some 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 history, some ground rules. But but uh, I want I want people to expect to to come here by faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect to be used. Expect to get power from God's spirit. Expect God. Ask Him mm-hmm. to to heal people and 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 be active in praying for Him. So I'm just going to share my heart, what we've learned in all these years of doing Joy of Jesus's and and um, uh, prepare people. You know, I can't talk too long tomorrow because. We got to pass out nine hundred twenty-five T-shirts. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's going to take a while. Yeah, but but um, um, it's important we, so that we can be prepared. And and as you know, Paula, the 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 best thing for me 
about Joy of Jesus coming here Sunday, the day after. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Because people are just amazed. They'll say, Pastor Ron, God was using me. And I said this, and I didn't even know I knew that. And Mm -hmm. when I prayed for somebody, that person got healed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And especially those who are working in the... I, I call them the physical touch ministries, mm-hmm. um, the the doctors, the masseuses, the masse- hair cutters, yeah, the hair cutters, mm-hmm. the makeover people, mm-hmm. the manicurists, and, and those yeah. kind of things. Um, um, because when they're when they're working on them, and they're physically touching them, yeah. it's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit really works through mm-hmm. them. It, it, you know, every year you'll you'll talk about Scott Pope. I'm sure um, that that was a radical transformation but um yeah every year i meet somebody you know that kind of stands out and um, the funny thing is sometimes they meet people who stand out to them because i've gone to the park for years and people will say hi miss paula and i'm like i know your face but i don't remember your name but they remember my name that's i mean that's not embarrassing that's that's humbling um but there's a, one lady I have her picture that I'm. I told you I showed it to you today. Um, Janie is her name, and so I'm kind of hoping she's not there. That she's moved on. She's no longer living on the streets. But I'm kind of thinking she'll still be there. <laughs> and I'm looking forward. She's to She's probably counting down the hours until it starts. I'm looking forward to it. But the for yeah for you the the favorite place is by the haircutting. Oh, I love that. I just hang out there. And the clothes. I, lo- I love to watch people getting clothes. Mm-hmm. And the, the amount of clothing that we have been given this year. Yeah. Um, you know, w- winter's coming and, and the cold weather's coming. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the, these, the, the homeless, they're, they're not um, carrying around wardrobes. So they don't have coats and they don't have blankets. And they don't have sleeping and, bags <clears throat> and backpacks. Yeah. And we, we will have so many coats available winter coats Mm -hmm. and those kind of things so to watch them shop Mm -hmm. and and you know our clothing ministry they they designate personal shoppers yeah it's so okay what size what kind of stuff are you looking for what do you need and um you know all they can do is carry the stuff away in trash bags that that we give them Mm -hmm. and so uh, they've Mm got to be picky and selective yeah but shoes um the the numbers of shoes and it's just an amazing thing to watch and and to see people um, when we first get to the park, now the, the thing starts at eleven. Yeah, and uh, the best thing about that is you see these people, the homeless people, they're trying to decide what do I, what, what do I need more? Do I need? I want to eat. I'm hungry, mm-hmm. but but I want to get clothes. I want to get the early selection of clothes. Yeah. So it's it's like they're trying to decide which yeah. of the ministries to go to as well. And then of course the the uh, the medical, our, our whole medical staff from Malta Medical is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year, there's uh, people that have to be sent to the hospital in an emergency. We call ambulances for them. Mm-hmm. But a lot Seems of them, they, like just, they get their wounds treated. Mm-hmm. Um, they get uh, um, uh, to talk to a doctor about about their physical health. And uh, it's, it's just really an amazing thing. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I've tried to get them, the, the, our medical office to give me a doctor's smock. Mm-hmm. For all these years, they won't give me one. They gave me gave me the the things you hear. What a stethoscope. stethoscope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave me one of those. Okay, but they won't give me the the doctor's coat. I got one. Oh, but it won't fit me. Uh, it's kind of big for me, so we could try it on. <laughs> you could try it on tonight. I just, know right where it I is. just I just love talking to the people, mm-hmm. and and uh, so that's how I spend. Somebody asked me yesterday. He said, "So, Pastor, are you excited about joy of Jesus? You must be really tired. Of what you doing?" And I said, "I don't do anything." <laughs> I really don't do anything. You wear other people out because you move around a lot, and they're trying to. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. Especially if people want to want to meet you. Yeah, you got to find. And they come and ask me. You know, where's Pastor Ron? I was like, I am not my pastor's keeper today. <laughs> you guys, I got my own stuff to do. But yeah, you move around a lot. It's good. Yeah, I just want to see the people. I want to engage them. Yeah. And talk to them, mm-hmm. and Ooh, uh, I'm just, I'm the only one who doesn't wear an orange shirt at the thing, mm-hmm. and and the reason is because I like the being incognito. I like just talking to people, mm-hmm. and they don't ne- necessarily need to know who I am mm-hmm. or think that I'm anything special, mm-hmm. and so that's always been um, what I really enjoy doing. And I want to, and we, we're, Paula, we're we've got. Uh, um, let's see if we can get, we're real quick. We got an anonymous call on line one. Let's take it and we'll come back after the end of the break. You're on the air. 
we can get we real quick. We got another call on line one. Let's take it. Hello. Hello. Yes. You're on the air. Turn your radio down, baby doll. Hello, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Turn your radio down. Oh, we go. did. Okay, okay, good. What's up? My question is, uh, you had an earlier question about deaconess. My question is, the qualifications, are, are the qualifications the same as the uh, male deacon as spoken in Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 3 and 8, or... What are the qualifications? I know everyone is a servant. Once you you give your life to Christ, you become a servant. But what are the qualifications there? Uh, why would there be qualifications for men and not the women? Well, that, that's a good question. There are qualifications. Remember, if you go back to Acts chapter 6, um, the qualifications were, uh, choose from among you seven men known to be full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. And these are men that had had a, a track record. And the, the same qualifications apply to women. I'll answer that on the other side of the break. Thank you for calling. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. To the program, 340-9585. We only have Paula for another half hour, so if you have any questions for her, please call early. Let me take the anonymous question. Yeah, the... the um, in First Timothy chapter 3, beginning verse 8, uh, we're told deacons likewise are to be men worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. Here are the qualifications. They must first be tested. And if there's nothing against them, let them serve as deacons in the same way their wives are to be women worthy of respect. Uh, then it says a deacon must be the husband of but one wife and must manage his children and his family well. And uh, those are the qualifications. Now, here's the problem with that. We also know that that there are female deaconesses. Paul addresses them uh, in his letters, um, and the names are female, they're feminine in form, so there can't be any communication. So while he says they're men worthy of respect, they're husband of one wife, we know that that at that level, the the the, the standards or the qualifications for a deacon are not quite as strict as the qualifications for an overseer or pastor or elder, depending on which term you want to use. They all refer to the same office, what we call pastor in this in, in our culture. Um, and so, yeah, there everybody who is given a, a test now, Paula, would you read that because I can't see mm-hmm. it in. Um in First Timothy three, chapter, verse eleven, um, you know when you go to the extended uh, definition, it says it's possibly deacons' wives or women who are deacons. Yeah, and and and, and what, regardless, we know again from Paul's letters that there are um, uh, there there were female deaconesses. Or female deacons, I guess female deaconesses is is uh, <laughs> redundant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those are the standards. Um, but but when we when we give so I'll give you an example. Uh, and we've been talking about joy of Jesus today, anonymous. Um, we have uh, thirty five or so ministries, different things that we do, going out to joy of Jesus. We we do more here at the church, but we can't take everything. So. Um, we have uh, women who are heading uh, some of those ministries, not mm-hmm. not the majority, but certainly heading some of those ministries. And um, they they in order to be trustworthy, in order to be qualified to do that, we've had to see a history of faithfulness. Uh, we've had to see that we can depend on them. Um, you know, a lot of people start stuff and quit. 
And so these are, are men and women who have been tested. They've been proven. We know we can depend on them. And basically, when I go to the park, I don't have to worry about them at all. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about them all because I know their character. I know they've been tested and proven. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says, It is required that every man, and I would add woman, given a trust by God, must prove faithful. So that's a requirement for being a deaconess. It's not just a woman that can show up and say, Well, I'll do that. And unfortunately, anonymous, that's what happens in a lot of our churches. So yes, there are deaconesses and deacons, and there are standards or qualifications. It is sad that um, a lot of churches simply don't pay attention to those qualifications, and they name people for other reasons. And uh, we've got a lot of unqualified people um, serving as pastors, as elders, as uh, as deacons, and... um, you know, that's not a good thing. We're, we're told not to lay hands on anyone too suddenly, too soon. Mm-hmm. Wait until they're proven. Mm-hmm. So I hope that um, makes sense. Yeah, we get a lot of ladies who are in, in charge of a lot of things out there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or for Saturday, that is. So, mm-hmm. okay. Paula? Okay, so we are still talking about the joy of Jesus and how, how, how um, gifts are discovered. Um, you know what I want to talk about, too, is... Our youth, we have outstanding youth who um, I know with Pastor Matthew and Pastor Chris, uh, like you, getting the adult body ready for Joy of Jesus. They've been getting the the youth ready for Joy of Jesus. And you, it's amazing to watch them. They go two by two, you know, for the most part or more. And they don't care the age of the people that they minister to. Um, it's it's just a, a really cool thing to watch these kids who have been rooted and grounded in the Word and in the love of Christ um, that they can talk to and minister to anybody. And the questions that come at them, man, Pastor Chris and Pastor Matthew, you know, I'm just going to hang behind you, Pastor Ron, because between the three of you guys and then their parents, it's just, whew, they're going to get the question answered. Yeah, and, t- and tomorrow uh, I'll tell everybody don't um, don't travel alone in the park. Always be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, with our youth, we're 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 telling them to to travel in groups yeah. um, of more than three or four people. Okay, good. Uh, just so just so that um, uh, if they encounter something, and we're going to encounter some difficult things. You know, one of the things, Paula, this year about Joy of Jesus is that. Um, the nature of the homeless uh, in San Antonio has changed a great deal since our last one. Having missed the last two, mm-hmm. uh, COVID has changed things, and and now there's a large migrant population that's here. Uh, we're 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 encouraging all of our Spanish-speaking people to be there because there's going to be a lot of people that we're going to be ministering to who, who only speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and we want to be able to 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 help them as well. So. Um, you know, it's just we don't know really what to expect. Every year it's been kind of the same and it's been really fun to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the people wait for us, you know, and they mm-hmm. kind of police themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, not having done it for two years, uh, we're going to run into some spiritual warfare. We will almost certainly run into some demon-possessed people. Mm. Um, um, there's always... Um, Difficult situations are going to come up, Mm -hmm. and we want our people to be prepared for it. And um, so that's that's what we're going to. I'm going to spend tomorrow night doing here. Mm -hmm. I'm just while you're talking about that and the different uh, people groups that we have in our body. We have, of course, uh, Americans um, by and large. That's the greatest group. But we have India Indians. We have Chinese. We have Filipino. Our sister city. to San Antonio that's being celebrated today. We have Koreans. We have Peruvians. Um, We have Africans. So uh, it's not just Hispanics, but we're ready. We are ready. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're all going to have these bright orange shirts. But it's really a kind of a a cool uh, thing that the Lord has done here. You know, we have so many different kinds of people and different walks, you know. Not yeah. everybody's a mature Christian. Um, and that's so exciting because we get to all grow up together. 
How fun is this? I'm loving my life right now. It's so cool. And then Sunday when we come back, you know, it's like we're floating because everybody wants to tell their story of what God did at, at, at Joy of Jesus to them and for them and through them. Now, it was like, okay, wait a minute. Pastor Ron's going to do some teaching right now. we got to shut up and pay attention. <laughs> we can talk about this stuff before church and after church. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's really great because Sunday um, I'll, I'll be teaching. Um, and we're, we're, we're at the end of Mark uh, in Chapter 16. So we go right from Joy Jesus to the empty tomb on Sunday. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, that's, that's just uh, the way God works things out. I, I love that. Know. Weather is going to be great. It's going to be warm, mm-hmm. uh, which is perfect. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm just just excited to see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's exciting to me to see what's going to change. Yeah. Because certainly it's not going to be the way it was uh, two, the, three years ago was the last time that we had the joy of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So let's go to Reuben calling from Seguin. Reuben, thanks for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron and Mama. Thank you. Mama Ron. (laughs) Mama Paula. Mama Mama Paula, there you go. For for a minute, a second, your name slipped my mind. That's okay. It's it's, it's because I'm I'm about to turn a year older next month, and I'm dreading (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but... uh, Pastor Ron, I have a question, and I I, I was wondering if if you can uh, expound on on maybe what I'm thinking, and you know, uh, am am I correct? As you know, I've been going through so much for the I can't believe it's going to be almost ten years already, uh, ten eleven years, and some of it has been easy to take. Some of it has been hard. Some of it has been extremely difficult. Um, I was reading in Second Chronicles, uh, chapter twenty, verses twelve through seventeen, I believe, and I, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Jehuzia. Uh, uh, I think that's. I can't remember his name, but that's. I don't know if you remember his name. Uh, there was an army. Give me the Second scripture reference. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20, mm-hmm. verses 12 through 17. And uh, he, he was a king of Judah, if I'm not mistaken. And he had uh, the, Am- the Ammonites and the Perizzites and the Termites and mm-hmm. all the Ites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had all, all of them coming after him and and God told him, he said, told, you know, you know, he, well, he fell to his knees. He was like, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, and God told him, if you're not, you know, don't, don't be afraid. And then he said, look, just face them. He said, just you know, tomorrow, all I want you to do is face them. And Jehazio, I think that that's what his name was. Jehazio. Jehazio. Yeah, that's what his he he was like, all you want me to do is face them. That's it. And so the next day, he when he came down, he bowed down, and then they all praised. And um, uh, the Lord, the Lord took care of them. And not only did the Lord take care of the armies that were coming after him, they started turning on each other. <laughs> and then I felt, this is what I felt. I felt the Lord was telling me, Reuben, look. You are facing a lot of medical problems right now. He said, just face it. Just all I'm asking you is to face it. I didn't, I never told you that you weren't going to go through trials. He says, I never told you that, you know, you, you know, you weren't going to go to the waters because, you know, we are. But I felt God was telling me, just face, face these medical things that are coming up and just face them and don't get. Don't get upset. Don't get scared. Don't let anxiety take the best of you, you know, because anxiety is a form of an ammonite to me. You know what I mean? I looked at it that way spiritually. I may be wrong, but, you know, anxiety, fear, you know, those are all the the ites that are coming to me, you know. And the Lord just said, Reuben, just do what you do best. Do what I literally 
created you to do. I know all of us were created to worship, but he specifically made me to worship. He said, just worship. That's all I ask. And I cried, and, and oh, man, I was just <laughs> crying. when During, during my, my, my time of dedication today, I was just crying and crying and crying. I said, God, please let this be you telling me this because... I said, Lord, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I am so tired. I am physically tired. You know, my, my, with my back and my knees, and now with my lungs and, and all this. And, but I'm not complaining, Lord. I'm not complaining. That's the one thing I refuse to do. I refuse to, 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 to complain because I know that's not going to get me anywhere. So with that being said, am I on the right train of thought with how I perceived that verse, those verses um, speaking to me? Ruben, I think, I think you, you are exactly in the right application of those verses. Now, let, let, me, let me sort of recap something for you. Just to remember, you know, you said you've had some that were some health trials that were easy to face. Um, Nothing is easy to face, but easier. Others that were really hard. And then there's some that were, in your case, life-threatening and, I mean, terrifying. Um, But here's the thing you need to remember. Every one of those trials, no matter what category they fall in, every single one of those trials have been life-changing for you. You're You're not even... You don't resemble even the man who first called this radio program mm. those years ago, and and we've our the audience here. We've been able to to listen to you grow as you've gone through these things. We have been able to watch the Lord transforming you throughout this whole process. And you're getting it. Now, we don't know why you've been given the ministry of affliction. There are some people that, you know, it's not one of those that we ever ask God for. But but clearly, God is, has, has given you the ministry of affliction. And um, he's changed you to such a degree that clearly he's going to use you in some powerful way to do that. Now, I want to call your attention to that very passage of Scripture. You, you read the first part of it. Um, let me read the rest of it. Now, we know the ites, the, the Amalekites and all of the other ites. They're types of the flesh. And anxiety is a, a, a bad fruit of the flesh. So um, it is your flesh when we get anxious. It's our flesh when we get fearful. It's our flesh when we, we say, oh, God, I'm going to give up. Uh, Elijah did that. God, I'm the only one left and I'm ready to die. Um, that was flesh. That wasn't an act of faith. But in the process, just as he prepared Elijah, he's been preparing you for even greater faith. And if you go down to verse 21 in that same passage, um, here, here was the thing. They, 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 they sang to the Lord and praised him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. Now, remember, they think they're going out to an army to be slaughtered. And here's what they say, give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. And then the next verse is, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Well, Reuben, we've been able to watch you over these years defeat uh, the Amalekites and the Ammonites and the Moabites in your life over and over and over again. So what do you do? You face the things, the trials that come. You give praise to the Lord, realizing that his love endures forever. Mm-hmm. And then you keep doing that. And Jesus is going before you and he's preparing the way for you. So I think you understand it exactly as the Lord wanted you to do it. One other comment on this, Ruben. Um, uh, the, the accounts of the Chronicles. We're, we're, I'm teaching out of First and Second Kings right now uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, last night I was in, I think, Second Kings chapter 10. Um, um, the Kings is just historical accounting of what happened. But when you get to the, the accounts of the Chronicles, uh, you're seeing those same historical events from God's perspective. And uh, as you're in the, the, uh, your private study in the, in the book of Chronicles, Second Chronicles in this case, um, 
Just remember, this is what God is seeing. God isn't seeing the trial that you're facing. He's preparing you to face that trial and to conquer, to overcome in that trial. And Reuben, you have done that over and over and over again throughout Mm -hmm. the years. And uh, I can promise you this. Jesus has given high fives in heaven because of you and your faithfulness. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you don't have those days where you're ready to quit and give up because we all have those days. But you haven't quit and you have grown and your faith has increased exponentially. And you are a man who, in spite of the difficulties you've gone through, can say, I give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Reuben, God bless you. Thank you for the calling. Reuben, I know you pray. Uh, you're at home. Be praying for joy of Jesus on Saturday for us. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. 340-9585. Paula, you've got a little bit of time left. Do you want to switch or you want to keep talking about joy of Jesus? Mm-mm. I want to ask you to kind of repeat or revisit the the Ponzi scheme in reverse thing that you taught Sunday. The man at the top. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Why? Because I think a lot of us, <laughs> you know, we, we think being Christians that we're going to have an easy life. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, as the Lord's going to bless us, we're going to just gather all this abundance and listening to um, Reuben. Yeah. And unfortunately, Paula, that's what, uh, what um, people are taught. So much bad teaching that. Uh, just give your heart to Jesus, and all your problems will go away, and uh, your 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 dog will come back, and your wife will come back, mm-hmm. and it's just not that way. Yeah. And what I was talking about on on uh, last Sunday, um, you know, I got involved like a lot of people did in the early '80s. There was a, a bunch of pyramid schemes going around, mm-hmm. and you know, you come with thousand dollars, and then if if you bring people in under you, then mm-hmm. a couple of days later you'd leave, you get sixteen thousand dollars. The mm-hmm. way it was done. And um, um, so everybody was involved in it. But the problem is, the only guy that ever got paid was the guy on top. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I got my money back that time, but, but I never got the, the, the benefit because the, the, the pyramid schemes, they always sort of, of Fizzled out. Fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what I was going to say, don't you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the cross was different. The cross was a was a reverse pyramid scheme. Uh, Jesus um, died. He said, it is finished. The debt has been paid. And it was all of the people on the bottom that got paid. Yeah. And that's what happens. We get paid. And then whatever trials we go through, you think of poor Reuben and what he's gone through. He's never been through any of those trials alone. What's that song that we sing? Uh, we sing it, I think. Never once night. did you ever... Yeah. Did I ever walk alone? Yeah. yeah. And and if we remember that, then we realize that the Lord's love endures yeah. forever. Never once did you yeah. leave me all alone. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. We got Scott calling on line one from San Antonio. Scott, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. I just Hi. wanted to make a quick comment. I'm just one longtime listener out here that I uh, just want Ruben to know that I have been blessed and encouraged by him over the years, mm. and it's been an honor to pray for him. Oh, wow. And I just wanted to share that. What a nice thing. What yeah. a nice thing, Scott. Thank you. What now, a sweet thing. Now, Reuben is an emotional guy. He's a worship leader. He's a very gifted musician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and they're, they're emotional. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I can guarantee you that Reuben is crying. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank I've you, Scott. I've got that thing in my throat, too, yeah. Reuben. Scott, yeah. Scott, you've got the gift of encouragement, and you've mm. used it on this program many, many times. Mm. Thank you very, very much. Paula, we got three minutes. Well, okay. Are you coming to join Jesus Pastor Ron? Yeah. You know what? Get the car. Put your seatbelt on. We're going. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, I don't have time to eat. We always go eat breakfast first. Uh-huh. So I got. I need fuel when I get to the park because yeah. cause I don't get to eat, mm-hmm. you know, in the lines and stuff. I'm talking to people in the line, yeah. but I don't get to eat at, yeah. the, at the park. And by the time I finally get there and the line's a little bit down, mm-hmm. all they got is the spicy sausages. <laughs> and, stuff, and I don't do that. So, so um, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to see what, what, uh, what the Lord has in store for. It's neat to wake up. Now, see, we ought to wake up like this every day, Paula. I kind of do. I know you do, mm-hmm. but but I mean everybody. Because you're there. Them? I'm like, ooh, Pastor yeah. Ron, he lived through the night. Yeah. Praise <laughs> the Lord. 
There goes your gift of encouragement. But, but you know, we ought to, all of us wake up every day. I wonder what God's going to do today. Yeah. What about me? What about today? Yeah. Lord. And, yeah. Um, you know, that's one day where God is going to be moving so powerfully that people are going to realize, I can have this kind of a relationship every day. Mm-hmm. Now, not every day is on this largest scale. Mm-hmm. There'll be thousands of people at the park uh, throughout the, the day. Yeah. And um, uh, it's just it's just one of those things. Okay, God, you use me on Saturday. How about you use me at church on Sunday? Yeah. And then on Monday, I'm going to work, Lord. I can be a light for your work. That's it's right. I'm going amazing. to H-E-B. Yeah. <laughs> it's my ministry. Yeah. yeah. You're like John Wesley of these ministry tours. You mm-hmm. Magnolia Peckick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm excited, and I'm excited for our people because once you are used, and see at the park, it's kind because of, 925 plus shirts, we're, we're kind of in a atmosphere where we're not all alone. You know, when you're one-on-one and you've never shared before, how many times have people come home and said, I should have, would have, could have, mm-hmm. but I didn't, you know. Um, but at the park, you're with another person or you're in a group, there's safety in numbers. And, you know, sometimes I'll just look at somebody and say, you lead them in prayer, you know. And they're like, uh, 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 they turn, uh, turn uh, ash uh, and wine. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and then they say, okay. But once they do it, they're like, oh, that wasn't so hard because it's really the Holy Spirit who comes behind you. Yeah, I'm helps. excited. I, I'm, I'm hey, uh, I, I know not everybody can be there, but come visit at the park. We'd love to see you. Uh, tell somebody to find Pastor Ron, and I'd love to be introduced. In the meantime, you can get up on Saturday morning and be praying. We would covet those prayers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.